the truth is unless you let go unless you forgive yourself unless you forgive the situation unless you realize that the situation is over you cannot move forward hello listeners hope you all are doing great out there welcome to the second season of our podcast cyclone by cyclub the first mental health club of uaet punjab university in this podcast we talk about mental health issues and ways to fight them i am kamitil stobi and i am priyank and we will be your hosts for the day today we'll talk about the art of letting go but before we begin we would like to introduce you to our guest for the day today we are in conversation with mr nirmal gopakumar before starting off with our conversation we would like to give a brief introduction about him he is an experienced mental health professional and has completed his msc in counseling psychology from the indian institute of psychology and research and right now he is a counselor for the unopened box welcome sir we are honored to have you here with us today we are very excited to have this conversation with you so let's dive right in uh, so sir my first question is uh, what does letting go really mean in our life does letting go mean completely forgetting about something experienced in the past or does it mean to acknowledge that incident and then moving forward by learning from it hmm that's i i love that question already and uh, but thank you for the wonderful welcome i was very i i really love the name of the podcast as well cyclone is a very creative name uh kudos to whoever came up with that uh but it's nice to meet you priyank and kamal same here to same here sir <laughs> thank you to answer the first question itself uh, letting go is a very i think sort of a minefield of a conversation because i think the word letting go itself can be very synonymous with uh giving up as well right to a large extent uh, i think in a lot of songs or a lot of the media usually when we see letting go of something it's very dramatic yeah. uh, it is usually followed up by very melodramatic bollywood songs or very tanhai like moments <laughs> <laughs> isn't it but i can see why also i mean in my past experiences i used to think letting go as uh, you know brushing things under the carpet and moving on from it because why should it affect me that much right i can just always just ignore it and move on from it uh what was unknown to me at that point which i eventually found out through my own experience with personal therapy and psychology uh is that i eventually started realizing that the art of letting go wasn't just giving up or it wasn't to do with brushing things under the carpet it is exactly what the later part of the question you asked us it's to acknowledge what happened right uh but to acknowledge what happened is also a very big process in itself uh because you're talking about the emotions that follow right so yes right sir yeah yeah i think with letting go what happens is that there's a lot of emotions there i mean if you've had your own personal experiences with it uh i imagine there's to be a lot of like emotions surrounding the act of letting go if i'm not mistaken right it's uh yes sir yeah yeah it's it's also sitting with those emotions but that is something that i'll come to at a later point of the podcast if i start on that aspect it will be a huge lecture but uh, <laughs> letting go is sitting with what you're feeling understanding it acknowledging that yes it did mess you up and there is a possibility that there are a lot of emotions that you can't control but it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling 
to be empathetic towards yourself not to beat yourself up and then letting go becomes easier i can i'll explain the process as we continue but this is pretty much in a nutshell that i wanted to bring into conversation about yes sir and we sure are interested you know in finding out what mm. truly letting go means right right uh, so yeah my co-host will be now presenting the second question which is actually you know Mm-hmm. uh the uh, it's correlated to the first question as well you know so let's move on to this kind question. of a follow up question only that sure. uh, how can we differentiate between letting go and giving up hmm. like there is a very fine line between the two so how can one person identify it sometimes people give up on their dreams due to hardships and hmm. they say you know i have just let go of the past yeah, so yeah. how to you know just differentiate between these two things mm-hmm. I think it uh I think what happens with respect to dreams especially is a very hard conversation to have because I've seen that happen time and time again in India especially and this is something that I think uh most of our parents also experience while growing up is that they had to make a lot yeah. of sacrifices along the way right uh and sometimes I wonder you know how much how much of that is romanticized in India like a sacrifice of something or a sacrifice of a dream is applauded as you know you're putting effort into something greater right wow you touched really really good point you know yeah yeah like sometimes we are not able to oppose our parents for something because mm-hmm. like we just do not want them to be upset yeah yeah definitely definitely it's a two way street as well as much as parents get affected we also get affected a lot and yeah i've seen students especially go through this too where you know at their parents interest or not to disappoint their family also they have to let go of you know a lot of aspirations that they might have had at one point uh but the the irony of letting go is also to accept how much it affected you right that's something in relation to what i wanted to talk about at the first point also uh but what i'm trying to essentially get to is that letting go sometimes becomes very synonymous with sacrificing something uh, right mm-hmm. so we need to get past the romanticization of the uh, sacrificing aspect of it because it's a choice we are making and we need to know how much of this choice affects us as a person for instance if i wanted to let's say do graphic designing instead of engineering yeah and uh, my parents really want me to be an engineer if i give up my dream on being a graphic designer i'm letting go of it in order to appease my parents who you know have invested in me or have helped me grow up as a person right yeah here going after my dream might be considered to be a betrayal exactly yeah yeah and that's a very hard feeling to sit with because i've seen a lot of students go through this uh sometimes even my close friends i've seen go, go through this as well but what happens there is that it's very important to know what is really important to you in that moment is it to live your life according to the version that your parents want you to live or is it to build a narrative that you want to live with but this is a very hard choice to make because in a lot of families saying this can also be considered to be back talking yes. right? yeah true actually happens a lot like how can you oppose our decisions you are you know quite young you are inexperienced hmm. a lot of other things as well we do listen to that kind of stuff as well for sure for sure that's something i can understand i mean it it becomes a very hard conversation to have with the parent as well i mean if you try to imagine yourself in a position where you can talk 
to your parents like this, you know, in, in a completely open way. I imagine it to be a bit hard, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's I think that's a that's a very important that's a minefield of a conversation too, right? Whatever you say mm-hmm. could be held against you, like it's a quote almost with parents sometimes. Yes, it's so uh, um, yeah. like you should try as hard as you can, and then if you fail, you have to let it go, right? You just need not give up on the very first instance. So you're talking about like with respect to compromises almost, right? It sounds like a compromise yeah. then. Uh, that that depends. Uh, so how do I put this? So when it comes to you, you know about boundaries, right? And how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in India, when we put a boundary, for instance, let's say your dad says something that you don't like. If yeah. you were to say, "Hey, dad, uh, I don't like what you just said," I feel like that will be met with a lecture, a very angry lecture. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but that's like the stereotypical version of it. However, it's also important when it comes to Indian families to remind how much you love them before saying something. For instance, if you were to say, I really appreciate the advice that you've given me and I value your opinion, but I feel like this is something that will help me a lot in the future. Because a choice you make at the end of the day is the one that you have to live with, not them, right? Exactly. Hmm. That's a very hard conversation to have in India, especially. I have a lot of, I think, a few clients, for instance, that I usually talk about this too. Some people want their children to be, you know, medical professionals or engineers. Anything else apart from that is Shiva Shiva. Very... (laughs) uh, Yeah, either, uh, you know, a doctor, engineer or a chartered accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Uh, I think we should, like, uh, have a conversation about this for, like, with our parents. It's, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a hard conversation. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, exactly. What's important in that moment is also to remind them that you're not back talking to them. Uh, you need to be very aware of the emotions that are coming up as well. Sometimes it can get very angry, right? From both sides. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. It's important to catch yourself in that moment and try to wonder to yourself, what am I angry about here? Do I feel not listened to or do I not feel understood in this moment? And can I bring it up with them? So it's to catch yourself in that moment also. That's a very big conversation in itself. And I hope you have a podcast about boundaries also. It's like, sure, yeah. if, we, if we don't have any podcast, we surely do about it. And yeah, my next question actually is, you know, uh, like we have discussed the problem, like hmm. that this is the problem. This is, these are the hardships. Yeah. So is there any way or, you know, a way to approach our parents, you know, or how to convince other person, like, hmm. you know, this is worth it. Because your solution is also important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so in these moments, what usually happens is that, like I said, right, emotions get involved very fast and very nicely. Like uh, in the sense that when when it's a conversation about choices or let think like letting them understand that hey, I want to make a choice for myself. It can be a tricky conversation if I'm not mistaken, right? I think this is like a large experience that's common in India a lot. Yeah, I think everyone would have. <laughs> well, actually not in India, it's, you know, it's actually quite difficult to, you know, do something out of, you know, ordinary. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for everyone else, you know. That's fair. Hmm. I can understand, I can understand. 
in that way it's almost seen as you know you're rebelling against something or you're protesting a choice that they're making right yeah so i i guess the key is to take out emotions and then talk to them right sort of but it's also important to sort of get to a ground where you remind each other that you're doing this conversation to help help you right they think yeah, yeah so they think they are making the choices that will help benefit you in the future you are making the choices that you think that will help you also in the future yeah so essentially it's important to remind that you're not having an argument versus each other you're trying to see what choices will benefit you as a person because you are the one who gets to live with it yes exactly no matter no matter what choices they make you are the one living with it at the end of the day right yes yes so emotions are bound to come what's important is how you express it if anger comes and i suddenly go hey you're not listening to me what is this behavior and i just walk off of course it won't work like that yeah <laughs> they will send an army yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah sure oh well actually you know my question is also connected to this this is an another question mm. you know what happens is that uh, nowadays we also tend to give up things easily you know Mm-hmm. If there are any hardships on a personal level, I'm not considering any family issue or whatever. Right, right. But on one hand, you know, we by the concept of letting go, when we say, you know, it's okay to let things go, mm. it's sometimes you know, uh, uh, prevent us from doing some hard work. If you know, we fail at a project one time, two time, mm. we're like, okay, I let it go. We will do it some other time, or we will try it another time, mm-hmm. and. that's sometimes you know people interpret letting go giving up as letting go actually yeah yeah i can understand in in the in this thing we are assuming that failure also becomes uh you know something that reminds us that we are not capable of achieving something right in the way that you are putting it ah uh, yeah 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 so for instance i've seen a lot of people give up on their dreams usually because of this also uh that they think that hey because this happened i shouldn't i shouldn't work on anything anymore because i failed at this what is to say that i won't fail again if i try right it's like it, yeah in that moment it's honestly it's a very tough process because we are talking about a system that we grew up in where we were you know taught to win a lot right competition was highly important while we were growing up at least i remember for my time while growing yes, up same same you have to come well it's actually it's now in greece you know nowadays uh, sorry come again i couldn't hear you uh, i heard both voices at the same time could you repeat oh sorry uh, i was saying uh, that uh, you know the competition is actually increased nowadays yeah yeah for sure it's it's almost become a battle out there no like in the like it's it's a it's the survival to be the fittest or like who can be the first at the top you know like it's the moment failure becomes a thing you have to let go of that and move on to the next big thing almost or yeah. it or it makes you feel like you're incapable of anything and sometimes it can lead to very bad situations also uh what is important here is that there is a there is this tendency to beat ourselves up isn't there when failure comes up uh the thoughts that come along with it for instance when i failed at something i've noticed myself calling myself hey you know what a loser you are you couldn't do this only like what is the point of doing something else yeah 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 and uh, is it something that you all can relate to as well is sure 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 mm-hmm. yeah sure mm-hmm. so it's this tendency to beat ourselves up becomes very critical of the efforts we are putting in 
it's at that point we need to catch ourselves when we are calling ourselves very bad names or when we are looking at ourselves in a very negative manner to learn to forgive ourselves also so this might seem like a very therapeutic sentence to say but <laughs> <laughs> but it's my profession at the end of the day you'll hear a lot of uh, white bearded conversation and you can imagine a sadhu sitting there and rubbing his beard that's sort of the image that's coming up <laughs> uh but what i'm trying to say is that when there are failures it's important to remind yourself that one failure does not mean that you need to let go of your dreams that you will fail again and again and there's a possibility that you might but can you yeah, also but... be your biggest supporter on the side because at the end of the day you're there for yourself right your voice is the one that you listen to at the end of the day right yes yes mm for instance let's say you have a big project coming up both of your engineering students right right now yeah oh yes mm-hmm. if there is a project that you both are working on and it comes to a you know it, it let's say it horribly falls apart what what yeah. do you what is what usually happens to both of you if you don't mind me asking um first of all like yeah we'll be very sad you know because we kind of put a lot of efforts in it Mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it is something which we have to do and if you have to do something you like better not think about anything else and first complete it mm-hmm. so i will like personally you know just as soon as uh, it failed you know i'll like yeah be sad for a <laughs> some time mm-hmm. and then i'll just go back to doing it and you yeah. do like yeah we actually have to you know at such moments we mm-hmm. have to you know uh, complete the project or try to actually you know improve it or improvise a little bit because it's you know a team effort you know right right you can't just give up at the last moment because a lot of effort has been put into it and you are also learning something from it so i guess it's worth you know to giving it a try again mm-hmm. and again if you know. uh, but the, yeah which is which is really cool and i admire the fact that both of you said you won't give up at the end of it i respect that uh the emotions that come with it also is sort of hard to sit with us and when you say it's sad uh i imagine there could be a lot of thoughts that sort of uh tempts you to give up in that project right yeah well actually you started to you know uh, to be honest you started doubting yourself you know mm-hmm. i was capable for handling this you know mm-hmm. and because you're capable at one point does that mean you're not capable again after yeah Mm. it's so that voice right that voice that says you're not capable that's a part that usually comes up in therapy a lot as well is that there's a lot of self criticism that comes into play there's a lot of self blame that comes into play right a lot of oh no i thought i was capable but it seems like i'm not this project came as a failure that means i'm a failure yeah right that happens a lot yeah yeah and that's something that i've seen happen a lot and it's happened to me too it's important to forgive yourself and if letting go is the healthiest choice that you can make at that moment because you feel like you know you need a break point it's, yes sir yeah it's okay to take that break that that doesn't mean you can't always come back to it right 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 mm-hmm. right mm. so it it's it it almost becomes a burden sometimes now the the word failure yes mm-hmm. well it actually is you know a sort of burden Mm-hmm. because a failure is something that you know one cannot withstand with his name right yeah yeah so it sort of becomes a burden for us i know i know it's very like 
I'm guessing there are so many words apart from incapable also that comes up uh, when you think of it as a burden, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, usually I recommend therapy. <laughs> it, might, <laughs> it might seem like a shameless self plug or an advertisement. <laughs> no, sir. Actually, therapy is quite underrated here. Yeah, so. I would say that also. Like people okay. do not usually think that they should go there, but I think it should be you know promoted more. Like it, it's not a bad thing. You take care of your body. You need to take care of your mind as well. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially it. I, you could print that on a T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> well, actually, that's kind of the role of our club as well. You know, we have to, you know, create a mental awareness that it is important. You know, if there is yeah. a therapy, you go for it. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. This is that's that's like that's I think that's a part that I really like about the current time is that it's coming out as important. Pele, it used to be, you know, array chhod de yar, we can move on. uh let's move on to the next next thing but it's also sacrificing your dream like you work till this much hmm all right mm-hmm. but so yeah let us uh, move on to our next question right yes yeah. a lot of questions yeah yeah uh, so my question is how can one really let go of their traumatic past memories because it's, it is easy to say you know let go of the past and live in the present but when one tries to let go of their past and feelings associated with it it seems that they get more strongly attached to the mm. you know person and becomes more and more difficult to forget about them yeah yeah uh, i i used to be a person that used to think letting go went brushing my feelings under the carpet as well or you know cry it out for one day and the next day i can just chin up chest up and then just yeah. attack the day that doesn't happens usually <laughs> <laughs> mm. this this seems like a very personal question as well in the sense that you exactly yeah when i entered the college like there were a lot of students who would just talk about not getting admission into iits uh-huh. and like every day every day for about a month or two mm-hmm. and i had experienced the same thing in my 12th standard so i didn't knew what to tell them you know mm. it was just time which i guess helped me but i would like to ask you like mm. what is the right approach what should we tell them it's it's to so at that point the loss is it becomes a loss right like a loss of an opportunity or loss of a dream yes yes at that something moment, so magnificent the best colleges you are not in them for sure for sure it's like you're settling in for the next best thing after settling becomes a thing right yeah. after yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's so what happens there is that that loss also becomes a reminder of how you couldn't achieve it yes hmm and it keeps coming back over and over like it's a haunting nightmare almost right exactly every day you would think about it ah say but i mean i can understand it's it's losses are never easy to deal with if it's regarding occupation if it's regarding friendship relationship losses always leave a gap is what i yeah. what is important in that gap is to acknowledge that gap so when people say i couldn't get into iit and that's why i'm in this college it's important to acknowledge that i'm guessing there is sadness behind it right yeah yeah hmm. it's important to also say that i feel sad because i lost out an opportunity does that mean 
does that mean letting go of those emotions in that mean in that moment doesn't mean that you say you're sad and then next moment you're jumping around drinking or like you know hanging out with your friends <laughs> pretending like everything's okay it's important to acknowledge that you're sad yeah i mean people often try to be perfect people often try to do everything perfectly but mm-hmm. that, that 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 does doesn't happen you know bilkul bilkul yeah you will fail sometimes you just need to accept that yeah i failed and move on i think that's what you should do and you don't have to put pressure on yourself to move on either sometimes that's also it becomes very toxic positivity then like for instance if you come up to me and tell me hey i didn't get into iit i can't just look at you yeah. and go hey you can be sad for one evening but so do they are because <laughs> it, it becomes very invalidating no <laughs> yeah hmm so what role does time plays in you know uh, forgetting yeah. about your traumatic past memories like mm-hmm. is only time helpful or we can do something about it as well oh that's a very good question so i used to read this thing uh, where traumatic experiences or experiences yeah heavy experiences yeah uh, we can picture them as a gigantic wave that's coming at us okay with time something that usually happens is if we have the right amount of support if you have the right amount of therapy as well eventually these the intensity of these waves lessen over time at first yeah. it might seem like a tsunami of experiences there's a lot of overwhelm that's happening yeah 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 with a few years sometimes it takes a lot of time for a person to really digest what happened yes exactly yes. that's uh, yeah yeah i feel like both of you had experiences with this as well <laughs> well, actually of. not and you mentioned like the right support actually happens right sorry come uh, i i'm uh, like i was saying that it is uh, you know sometimes to get the right support or you know at right. some uh, scale it happens you know and we usually don't know how to deal with it so mm-hmm. it, it becomes very it becomes very hard also to deal with it if like i might is it okay to bring up gender and everything here uh for instance for me when i was growing up right it was very manly to not cry about things yeah it's yeah. actually yeah. actually thought even today so it's not you know something oh wait <laughs> unique it's At not that time i remember a movie which said something like a man doesn't cry ever oh wait right? yeah yeah it's uh, so that also sort of creates sort of an emotional barrier to expressing stuff sometimes yeah. i only see people express themselves when they drink a lot exactly exactly uh, 100% <laughs> yeah so like the inhibitions are gone you can you can cry about how much ever you want next yes, morning you get up everything hmm <laughs> <laughs> i think my point there becomes do we really need alcohol in that moment i alcohol is okay not denying it yeah. but <laughs> do we really need it to express our emotions for and that's what i was like pointing to you mentioned the right support it's yes. like really important to get the right very support important, very important i've seen a uh, so in my years of practice in my practice currently yeah. uh, my senior uh, my boss especially she usually says that you need a friend group for each type of uh, each type of event that you have sometimes you need an intellectual friend group to talk about very exactly stuff too sometimes exactly. you need another friend group for emotional support so it's sometimes you need a friend group just to talk about dumb things too yeah yeah <laughs> ke like uh, big boss pe kya hua aur aisa kuch <laughs> not saying big boss is dumb please don't attack <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> <And> disclaimer 
Big Boss. Yeah, no, no, we are not doing that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, jokes apart, trauma and experiences like this are very heavy to deal with. It's always important to have someone around or some people around that you can always fall back on, because dealing with it alone can be very, very overwhelming sometimes. So oh. I think social support is very necessary when it comes to experiences like this. I can give you okay. hope that it does reduce over time. So whoever's listening to this, just hang in there. Please reach out for support. Yeah, talk yeah. to your friends. Yeah, one of my questions uh, related to traumatic events is that you know, mm-hmm. uh, COVID second when COVID second wave happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of uh, uh, you know children or student has lost their parents. Of course. Mm. Like my one of my friend has lost his mother. Mm, you know, and and there was this you know JE exam, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of students you know who are studying and they have to deal with such losses. So how can you know they move forward? Because you know it's a quite serious thing, right? Because the career is also important, and no one is stopping for you. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. The world keeps on moving, regardless if you decide to uh, sit at the side or not, right? Is what you're getting to. Yeah. Hmm. uh i'm not i'm not very familiar with je but if i'm not mistaken that happens every once a year right or every couple of months yeah so, it's it used to happen once a year now it happens uh, around three times in a year three four times in a year losing yeah. losing a parent figure is really really heavy uh i'm not sure about their relation with each other uh kamit's uh, friend if i'm not mistaken right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's any close relative, you know. It, uh, you know, it, it has a huge impact on our lives as well. You know, we some sort of you know lost our motivation, you know, to do things, hmm. like because person for whom we are doing things. It, you're mourning a loss at that point, right? Like it's a person passed away. It's a very important figure. I'm assuming that passed away too. Yeah. Hmm. At that point, I've seen I've seen two types of people there. Usually, one that. Uh, decides to express their emotions by working a lot they put all of their efforts into studying thinking that hey i can study i can work i will deal with my emotions later and then there are people that usually sits with their emotions but it ends up taking a lot of time right it consumes them a lot you become very disheartened you start to, i think what kamit also said at the very end is that you were doing it for someone else right it's yeah sorry what approach do you suggest yeah. like how should one get over from this hmm so th- there are different ways to get over this is that i'm not saying both of those things are wrong to do to each their own yeah yeah but it is also important to acknowledge the loss that happened right if you were to say you know what Agreed. yeah screw that you know screw it screw my emotions i have no time i have to study i feel like eventually there's a possibility of a breakdown sometime in the yeah you break down sure like it all come crashing down and that's happened to me also in the past where i don't sit with whatever i'm feeling and eventually like two weeks later i'm crying and i'm like hey aisa kyu how did this happen <laughs> and it's not rocket science because i i didn't acknowledge that i felt really sad about it or is it okay to curse in this podcast yeah you cannot like just express okay. your emotions for a very yeah, long yeah. time uh-huh. yeah at that point it's okay to call your friends and complain about complain about how sucky it all is right yeah oh hmm. i so in most of these questions you will see a pattern of me saying acknowledge your emotions and 
that's something that's really important in therapy as well is that there's a lot of disconnect usually between uh, emotions and acting on something it becomes a very robotic way of living otherwise if you notice let's say someone touch wood you lost someone really close the next moment if you're doing work all the time you're not acknowledging the fact that it really messes you up inside right that you lost this person yes yes mm. so letting go is also about acknowledging what you're going through instead of brushing it away try to understand that yes it is okay to feel the way you're feeling it is okay to complain cry rant vent about it to someone life will continue the world will continue there will be more je exams in the future as well yes so yes, any sir. other exam for that matter but there won't be another figure that went away right there that person is yes, not to come back hmm. yes sir so it's okay to feel with the way you're feeling just have people around when you're going through it don't be alone that's i think first is it like completely necessary to have people like if someone does not have an access to a lot of people around him hmm. how can he then probably you know get out of those uh, feelings it's so instead of uh, let's say getting out of those feelings we can always say digest those feelings right the entire aim is to not to not feel that way anymore yeah the aim is to also say that it's okay to feel that way otherwise when we demonize some emotions like let's say anger anger is a very controversial emotion na these days if yes, you feel yes. angry at someone it becomes a shiva shiva there's no point talking to this person he's so angry uh and sorry uh, no i was agreeing to the point <laughs> yeah when you're going through losses also sometimes it's very anger comes out a lot if you've noticed when you failed at something and i think this is something i've noticed with men a lot as well even myself is that if i fail at something or if i lost someone sometimes i feel intense anger at the beginning like why did you go this early or why did i fail in this right yeah having a friend around can always help remind ourselves that uh yeah, there are more things in life yeah, yeah that we shouldn't we don't need to blame ourselves also right in letting go of something yeah exactly it's not everything is in our control hmm. and that is also very important is to understand that not everything is under our control we might want it to be but understanding that it's not under our control is also anxiety provoking right it's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life where i can make choices but that doesn't mean that all of it is under my control all the time yeah so people your friends around we are 100% social beings if you don't have a lot of people i suggest always reaching out for support groups uh you know how there are support groups for cancer patients or people yeah, recovering from addictions i've seen that in movies i guess yeah, yeah the thing is that there are tendencies to always isolate ourselves also when we are going through something heavy so we don't need to burden anyone else or why should we need anyone else if we can be independently taking care of it right mm. but i imagine it's like battling a war alone like how long can you do it before you feel exhausted yes so having a helping hand or someone around that tells us hey it's not it's not that bad or it's okay like or you are not alone actually ha ah, yes yes say but yeah, yeah it's not you you are not alone that's it hmm like so evolutionarily i think we used to live together so that is true too gamblin that way mm-hmm. 
introverts or not as well i mean a lot of introverts i see saying you know i'm perfectly capable of being alone i'm okay being alone which oh, is really yes. cool <laughs> yeah which is quite cool but at the end of the day you need people yeah maybe having another introvert friend around can help yeah also you can always rant about things to each other like oh my god these extroverts now how can they go party all the time <laughs> it's fun to have another voice around and complain about things too yes but coming back to letting go and having people around it's it's something that therapy recommends to having a social support system is really really important agree totally agree sir hmm. what do you think like what what is your opinion like so i think you summed it up like whatever i used to think <laughs> as i said like um hmm. we used to live together from the very start you know mm. so even today like you cannot just live alone you need people around you you need friends you need parents and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people just you cannot live alone mm-hmm. it was kind of i think um in a movie or somewhat mm. it was um you know made a uh, cooler that i can live alone i can do all the stuff you know wolf, sort of i can write mm. yeah lone wolf exactly mm. but <laughs> you need people i mean and why would you not want to talk to another human i i used to think it was really cool by the way to like be alone i could go live in a mountain somewhere maybe live as a goat or something i'm kidding obviously not <laughs> <laughs> but i used to think like be living alone somewhere as a sadhu or like a monk would be really cool but then i noticed that monks also live together as monks together exactly yeah, yeah they do live in a you know, temple or a shrine i would say yeah yeah it's never truly alone because i think they also understand the value with having people around it's it's that connectedness right also it's it's um these i used to i used to think being a lone wolf was really cool at one point self disclosure yeah <laughs> but <laughs> then i realized i mean i can do things alone it's really nice but imagine having someone around it be really cool no yeah like yeah, if you do a lot absolutely. of things who will you show them to you know <laughs> yeah like you do have to close you know one chapter you know and if you do not express your emotions you cannot you know close it permanently like you say you know mm. uh, you know if something bad happens you have to you know let it go completely you cannot and we when you don't have someone you when you don't discuss it with someone mm-hmm. you are in, uh, the chapter is incomplete you have to close it down permanently and when you discuss it with someone else it's like you know a weight is uh, you know lifted off from your shoulders mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's I, i i agree to that but to add on to that as well sometimes with these traumatic experiences or heavy experiences usually some of these emotions even though we consider it to be permanently closed can always come back for instance if we meet uh, let's say you are in a relationship yeah mm-hmm. and you end up meeting an ex of yours outside somewhere you might have dealt with all the emotions with that relationship but it might come back again right like you might feel oh that familiar sting in the heart or yeah 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 assuming you feel sad about it hmm. yeah when you see that person again sometimes ah say what say it's okay to, like at that point it's not permanently closed right so well actually our next question is related to this you know oh, as you know want to adopt or relationships like right? mm-hmm. 
let's take an example let's consider a person a who was in a toxic relationship with a person b you know parted ways and a moved on from the from that relationship hmm. but after a while b joins the same workplace where a works how should a handle that situation now they cannot ignore the person hmm. and see him brings out or these surfaces the memories associated with them hmm so you know, sometimes actually even in the you know hmm. uh, teenage types i have seen you know that in a friends uh, in a friend group you know mm-hmm. two people in a relationship and when they break up the whole friend circle gets you know uh-huh. you know breaked affected yeah actually bilkul bilkul yeah i mean at that point it becomes very hard to sort of figure out who to hang out with what boundaries can we cross or we can't should we meet yeah. each other all of that comes up no it's so in teenage times it becomes really chaotic because i don't know if uh if you're able to talk about it that openly with the other person i mean these days children are very different and they do talk about it which is cool uh but you're referring to a traumatic relationship right in the sense that it ended very horribly yeah he said toxic relationship toxic relationship right right so if it's a toxic relationship that that obviously meant that the relationship wasn't making one person in that relationship happy or the other or that it was touch wood possibly abusive also so if when you meet this person obviously like we discussed before there are a lot of emotions that might come up there are a lot of emotions like overwhelm or especially when you're working in the same workplace also that can get really hard what is important at that point is to not latch is to not just try to deal with it alone obviously you won't be okay at the end of it right yeah uh, so it's important to have someone around in that moment this is where i feel like people are really really important uh because imagine doing 8 hours of work every day with that face around it can get really heavy right yes yeah like <laughs> well, get... ultimately you have to talk to that person you know for discussion and all uh-huh. and it's you know sometimes quite difficult to you know separate our personal feelings with up you know professional work for sure for especially if you are talking about a next year it's going to be very very hard uh if it's a toxic relationship i'm assuming one one partner was probably not very great to the other partner right toxicity also implies it's a lot of there might be possibilities of abuse also coming up and everything right? yeah yeah at that point if if the hr is supportive in that moment it's important to bring it up with them also because if it creates a very unsafe space for you to be in that is very important because that means you won't be able to work it will become very hard to i mean talking from a legal yeah. perspective it's very important to have that too because it's uh when you when you say a toxic relationship right i'm assuming one person is uh abusive because toxicity implies that there is always abuse or there is manipulation or yes. gaslighting involved right yes sir mm-hmm. so yeah in instances like that it's it's sort of important if the hr is very understandable to have someone like that around and understand the current workplace that you're in because it's going to be very hard for you to focus or do work so when it comes to similar friend groups it's also important to draw your boundaries like you asked me at the beginning right kamit yeah yeah so it's very important to draw and talk about it not talk about it the person themselves but at least with the friend group that you're in other it can cause a lot of drama and so mm-hmm. so i would like to touch on a point uh, 
Yeah. A lot of people say have your personal and professional life separate. Is that mm-hmm. like really possible? Can you really do that? What is your take on mm-hmm. that, sir? With the uh, in terms of letting go or in terms of general, like how it is right now. Uh, I think general or letting go. <laughs> general, <laughs> like, yes, general. Okay. Generally, I mean, currently with work from home, I think it's very hard to have like a separate work-life balance, isn't it? with like both yeah. blending into each other either you take midday naps between classes or it becomes <laughs> yeah, yeah it becomes very tough to have that boundary also uh, between both especially with work from i feel like when you go to the office it becomes a bit easier to divide that but right yeah, now you can yeah you can kind of prepare beforehand you know kind of a script right. that again going to uh actually actually yeah so in that sense it becomes sort of very the blur, it becomes a very blurry boundary i know sir uh-huh. uh so i mean does it answer your question or do you want me to go a bit more in depth a bit more in depth probably <laughs> okay cool cool so with respect to the blurry boundary thing again uh let's say something that was very very recommended by a lot of people at least a lot of mental health professionals as well at the beginning of covid was having a separate workspace for both uh personal life and workspace right at home well, that that's my point sir yeah that's so it's very important to have like a designated workspace for instance if i decide to start working on my bed then my bed becomes associated with relaxation and also working it becomes very confusing mentally hmm. organization right sir yeah organization also is a part of it but it, once you figure once you start figuring out what works for you and what it becomes easier to draw a boundary even if it means it's with yourself great but i think it will help you know listeners a lot you know because a lot of people are going to you know, uh, troubles with their relationship and i hope that you know it can help them nowadays yeah i was uh, mm-hmm. actually touching on the point that if you are in the relationship right now mm-hmm. uh, or you know even after it like clear communication really helps you should not hang around here and there you should tell them whatever you have in your mind ha huh. to some extent and that i don't mean to like start up arguments or it's very hard to have a conversation with the next without there being a lot of emotions running around right <laughs> right yeah so i don't mean to say start an argument with each other and scream at each other about how you know each of you are affecting each other but it's i'm not asking you to keep emotions to the side either behind emotions there are also needs involved for instance yeah. let's say you're angry at your ex right mm-hmm. or uh, you feel sad what is that sadness and anger trying to say to the other person that you need them either that or it could also be that uh, you know a lot of yeah that's that's a possibility or there are undealt baggage in the relationship that was there before yeah. yes so it's about talking about it with the other person without having to fight each other about it that is something that is indirectly discussed in therapy sessions if you want to go in depth into it i can but it might also bring up a lot of things oh uh, well uh, i guess now we will uh, move on to i know Okay. Okay. Good question. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, so my next question is, you know, a lot of people, in order to let go, forget uh, things, uh, start doing so by diverting their minds away from that thing. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, however, sometimes they divert themselves towards bad situation, habits, or addictions, right? Mm-hmm. How to prevent such a situation from arising? Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, usually said that if you know, if you're dealing from a bad phase or something, you know, or a bad past, you know, you divert your mind uh, by doing other things as well, and sometimes we get addicted. Mm-hmm. It how can we prevent ourselves from you know falling into such situation? Hmm. The thing about uh, so here I'm guessing situations as an addiction and all of that, right? Substance abuse. And... Yeah, because sometimes hmm. you know how people dealt is like you know if something you know uh, traumatic or you know a loss happened mm-hmm. or something terrible, you know people you know uh, go towards drinking, sure, sure, yeah. smoking. And, and actually, it's you know sort of in the movies or what like if you're dealing with something terrible you know the mm-hmm. hero starts smoking or you know mm-hmm. doing drugs or something like that yeah yeah no i can understand i can understand uh in this scenario when people usually go towards substances or alcohol or anything of that sort it is usually done in a manner where it'll help uh, in psychology there's a term called regulation right and regulation is what it basically implies is that you're trying to regulate yourself by engaging in something right okay right so here what we are trying to regulate are our emotions the reason why i keep going back to emotions over and over again is because what if you think about it right if you think about people going towards substances or if you think about people going towards uh let's say smoking and stuff like that what are they trying to do at the end of the day just running away from their emotions either that or they're trying to cope with it sometimes if for instance let's say i take away smoking from someone or if i take alcohol from someone okay. i'm also taking away something that they are so used to depending on that i might as well throw them into a very shock like state right mm-hmm. it might have the opposite effect of what i wanted them to do right right yeah so it's about understanding why they are doing it in the first place also maybe some of them some of their needs aren't being met properly or uh, maybe their family system isn't working properly or what they had to let go took too much from them uh, for mm-hmm. instance when we talk of a person right when we talk of the death of a person a lot of people i've seen usually fall back on alcohol or smoking yeah to help them cope with it and i can't say that's a bad thing i can't say hey you need to stop doing that who am i to say it's bad for them if that's something that's helped them reach this far yeah, yeah. but if i were to start understanding the reasoning behind why they are doing it and then try to deal with that that's something that might help and that's something that therapy does a lot also is to figure out why they are doing what they are doing oh uh, well so what can we do on a personal level you know it's mm-hmm. uh, like a third it is from a third person's perspective what you're telling yeah or uh, let's suppose one of us is you know going through that phase you know how mm-hmm. can we introspect ourselves you know how can we stop ourselves mm-hmm. from doing such you know such mm-hmm. things or substances you know what can we do mm-hmm. for ourselves so in in this moment let's say uh one of you has issues with smoking. uh it's become a habit over time with cigarettes what happens is that it happens it turns into a habit right turns into yeah, a routine like, almost uh i've seen you know like for breakfast it becomes breakfast ka sutta becomes lunch ka this thing or after college sutta should be there it, it it gets associated with routine and habits it's like you're rewarding yourself also at the end of the day after doing something so even if it's a first person thing right similar to the third person perspective as well uh 
is to understand why you're doing it. With cigarettes, it becomes a habit, but with alcohol and everything else, there's usually always a reason behind it. You don't just randomly go, oh, abhi, I need to drink a bottle of beer or, you know, bottle of vodka if it's an addiction. Right? So you differentiated between the two things beautifully. So like smoking is um, like addictive in the first place. And secondly, it is connected to habit as well, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hmm, it would be, also, I think, more difficult to, you know, cope up with smoking then. I guess to some extent, yeah, because with smoking, what happens is that the moment you cut it off, uh, your body can, some, I've seen some people who smoke packs stop randomly one day. That's possible. I've also seen people who find it really hard to stop after smoking three cigarettes every day because your body is so used to having a cigarette. It changes the neurochemistry. If you go down to biology and everything, yeah, uh, our brain becomes dependent on the substance that it gives us. Mm. With cigarettes, it's nicotine and tobacco. So the moment nicotine is taken away, our brain finds it really hard. They're like, Are, ye it becomes like a surprise attack. So your body is thrown out of balance mm-hmm. completely. So there's a way to deal with it also. But it's important to figure out why it's happening. So, right, sir. I really found that point um, like quite good, you know, that mm-hmm. smoking is, you know, connected to habit as well, mm-hmm. not just the addiction from nicotine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if you, re- I don't know if any of you smoke, but if you notice, after a point, it stops giving you the high that or the bus that it did the first few times. I haven't seen that, but I kind of relate to the habit thing because mm-hmm. like have seen people, you know, mm-hmm. have, as you said, like those things, you know, that mm-hmm. at this time they'll do this. Like whenever you you will go out, they will smoke. Like they will. Yeah, that's it's, like, it. Yeah. Almost becomes like a rule, no? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're hanging like out, a daily ritual. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a daily ritual. That's a good <laughs> way to describe. <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's one way to describe it. Uh, I think to summarize all of it is to understand why it's being done also. I, uh, with substances, sometimes what happens is you're also not sitting with what you're supposed to be feeling. When you to- told me about the heroes, right, in media and everything, that you would usually turn to alcohol and smoking, that usually I've seen at least happen after breakups a lot. Yeah. And during that scene, it's usually shown like they're either throwing the bottles around or they are going, I screw the world here. I mean, like, what is the point of all of <laughs> There's anger, no? I mean, I remember a movie, Tere Naam. In that, like, uh, <laughs> I think it was almost glorifying, you know? Yeah. Like, drinking cigarettes. Yeah, or Kabi Singh, right? Kabi Singh, uh, yeah. they just uh-huh. won. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one way to... Kabi Singh especially, I think. That was with cigarettes, if I'm not mistaken, no? Cigarettes uh, yes, and uh, alcohol, both, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, what is the anger ka need also? Is it because you feel rejected? Is it because you feel disappointed with something? Anger, I like to call it an umbrella term. So, hmm. some, most often there are things underneath that are also making you. You might have felt rejected. With Kabir Singh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the movie properly. <laughs> but I can imagine. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, that's something that I can think of at the top of my head. So, sir, in conclusion, um, would you say that letting go means to divert your mind away from those situations and emotions that trouble you and then try to move on from them? Or does it mean to 
face and process those situations and emotions and then make peace with them and then move on uh, i love that way of questioning that's actually very like very very i think mature way of putting it the last part of it right yeah that's that's what i respect the most here what do you think like it i feel like you might also have gotten an idea of yeah uh, yeah as far as um, this conversation goes i think um like first of all you need to face you need to feel the emotions um if you are sad you know be sad like do not try to suppress the emotion do not try to hide away from it do not try to uh, shy away from it mm. if you're feeling something let it uh, do what it does to your body to your mind mm. and you know um, talk to your friends or probably talk to your loved ones about that mm-hmm. and then with time you can make peace with it and you will move on that time i guess I think you're ready to be a psychology student at this point. <laughs> I really, really love psychology. Like, yeah. I think I, I haven't like studied it academically, mm-hmm. but um, like you know, you get some clips in YouTube from here and there. Oh, I yeah. really love you know watch those. There is some beautiful, beautiful content on there, especially on YouTube about letting go and all of that. But so I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but to come back to the point is that it's not just so. There's a difference between sitting with your emotions and wallowing in it. uh by volo i mean some people think that if i were to process my emotions right mm-hmm. how long can i process it for what if i get consumed by my emotions while trying to let go of something what if it becomes too much yes sir point, yeah so there's a difference that comes into play it's not pitying yourself or it's not about sitting with them for 5 hours at a stretch because that would be so tiring <laughs> so so tiring sure. <laughs> but just to acknowledge it like ki i am sad and i am sad because of this okay express that sadness what does that the sadness mean any, any emotion for that matter what does that emotion try to tell you if i'm sad does that mean i need uh, let's say let's take a random example if i'm sad does that mean i need a physical hug from someone or do i need to be comforted or reassured by someone if i'm angry does that anger means i feel like i haven't been listened to properly so you see right there are always needs that come up behind emotions so acknowledging sure, emotions also means acknowledging the need that comes up with it so sure. so yeah process that and i think it becomes easier to move on after but yeah that that's what i think about letting go uh, so uh, as far as i remember um like when i you know i am like if i'm sad some time because of something mm-hmm. and if i go and play cricket because i love cricket a lot i mean till the time i am in the match i do not feel sad or i do not feel anything bad then mm-hmm. so what could be the reason for it or does that really help you know doing thing which you completely love does that oh, uh-huh. um help sort of like coping with it right to some extent yeah, you're talking about yeah. if i like yeah, you can uh, say you know you lo- get lost in that moment you know you sort of you know do not care about what is happening around you you are in your know, own happy place ah that's like it's like soothing yourself to some extent right yeah so that, does that help like um so in this point uh, if i were to reverse that question does it feel like it helps you a lot when yes, you get <laughs> well Till Actually, I'm what playing. happens uh, till you are, you know, doing that thing, you are, you are happy, and then you know, hmm. you stop it, you come, come back, and you come back, and yeah, and it's like you know, oh man, it's a, uh, you know, it uh, comes again, and what should I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, I wasted so much of my time doing that thing. 
that that point right is it really time wasted if you enjoy doing something that you you know like doing i i well at so. that moment you feel like you know you have wasted mm-hmm. it you know you should regret uh, comes dealt with the problem mm-hmm. do you think uh, i i personally don't think that way like uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if i'm playing cricket and i do not consider it as time waste ever like <laughs> there's a love for the sport also i'm assuming like you really yeah, i love cricket i said yeah i love, really love cricket mm-hmm. so i respect that i respect that because <laughs> so each person has their own way of doing for instance if i were to play cricket i might end up feeling sad then happy because <laughs> i don't know if i'm really good at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i have my own way of soothing myself for me it's probably cooking so i really okay. like cooking so if i feel very overwhelmed by emotions right let's say anger sadness whatever emotion it may be and i feel really overwhelmed and i cook it's okay to cook after hmm i know it's not like you're sitting with your emotions in that moment but you're yeah. eventually going to come back feeling more at peace right for yeah, exactly. once you play cricket you feel less overwhelmed with your body you come back and face it whereas what kamit yes. is saying is that um uh, it won't help right kamit uh, can you repeat what your point was no actually you know uh, at that particular moment i'm not saying that it is you know actually a time waste it helps mm-hmm. but you know what i'm uh, saying is that you know when you actually come to that uh, mm-hmm. mo- uh, you know that moment it, uh, you know you feel like you know the problem is still there and mm-hmm. you know it's still irritating you right? and you have done nothing about it mm-hmm. you know i'm saying with respect to that situation mm-hmm. so i mean uh, if if i'm getting it right you are saying first of all deal with your emotions completely and then when you are completely fine do things which you love is that what you are yeah, saying yeah it actually feels like that mm. you know in that moment mm-hmm. in that moment so come you you process it and then continue what you are doing right well i usually you know mm-hmm. uh, in such a, such situations i usually do my you know art i like drawing yeah i love painting etc so cool mm. Mm-hmm. and listening to music you know that sounds nice so when you feel a lot of things do you end up drawing or painting or do you usually process them first and then go on to draw how does it work for you well at the moment i get tired of processing my emotions and you know i don't mm-hmm. up to you know drawing because for me you know i can express my various emotions each painting express you know sort of beautiful beautiful emotions right mm-hmm. even my the color combination i am using is you know mm. currently showing my mental state am i using uh-huh. light color or dark colors mm. Mm. just throwing this out there but are you a fan of the color blue a lot yeah black or blue you know they are mm. like sort of my favorite colors mm. that's one of the most common colors used to express emotions as well uh so from what i'm understanding is that you do these activities to help you express emotions right like hmm and that's okay too because that's that sounds like it's your way of coping with it right like so for uh, priyank let's say for him playing cricket first helps him calm him down and then come back enough to be in a state where he has enough sort of mind space to deal with it yeah i mean like hmm. i cannot like continuously think about a particular thing you know uh-huh. cricket and music are kind of like a break Mm-hmm. to me right right to right. kind of get recharged and come back to it hmm. it sounds like physical activity helps you regulate yourself better um yeah like i like uh, um exercises exercising as well plus cricket as well so it's 
it's like a very strong thing for me <laughs> you know it's true, it's my fitness true. thing as well and i can play cricket as well mm-hmm. yeah. i i think that's where kamit and you differ is that for kamit it's i think sitting at one spot and expressing it through art mm. and for you it's getting yourself to a more calmer spot and then yeah, a place where you know i enjoy being mm-hmm. and that's okay because both of you are very very different people in that sense right yeah mm. well everyone do have a you know unique way or their own way to deal with such situations make them make them yeah for me also it's painting like for me if i feel too much i yeah. paint or i draw things um because sometimes expression of it can be very very tough for some people it's like learning right. a new language if you're suddenly starting to express a lot of things it takes time hmm hmm it went a bit too deep no <laughs> <laughs> right right but yeah that's that's something that i've picked up from my i think training so uh, uh in conclusion i think every person will uh, have a uh, Some different kinds of ways to deal with their emotions, right? Yeah. What is important is that it's to process it at one point, not to demonize yourself. Don't think of yes. yourself as a failure because you're incapable of something. You still have time. You still have chances and choices you can make for yourself. Right. Hmm. I think right now, like a lot of people just say, you know, like. get a job as early as possible be rich as early as possible that kind of puts a pressure yeah yeah i can imagine mm. especially with je and all of that also that came up i i think a lot of you are wealth yeah. and <laughs> yeah who is in the side your life ah deciding life also at plus 2 which is which is a heavy decision no if you really think about it yeah mm mm uh i i think you should continue studying psychology if you have the possibility to on the side right you sound like you have a knack for it so i hope you can i will probably you know yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah i think that's most of the gyan that i think i can give with respect to this <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so um i think uh, we have covered almost everything which we yeah. were intended to do yeah uh, at the very end so Mm. um if you have yeah. to tell somebody mm. the art of letting go mm. like i I'm, i know you have like explained a lot you know uh, but <laughs> some uh, bullet points you know which uh, at least you can keep in mind conclude mm-hmm. if you want to you know give someone what would it be sir i think the art of letting go is also to accept how much it has affected you as a person so in order to let go you need to also accept how much it has affected you emotionally mentally have support around while you're processing it because brushing it under the carpet can always lead to a breakdown in the future it can possibly lead to other destructive behaviors towards yourself also so always acknowledge how much it affected you i think that's the best way i can put it and if possible go for therapy so i would yeah. like double down on that yeah. people <laughs> people just i mean if they have an ailment they'll go to doctor that's fine yeah But yeah if you are having any problem with your mind do not go anywhere it will heal over time yeah yeah you know like helpful to get help yeah, it's like diabetes right i mean you'd go you'd want to go to a doctor for some recommendations and yeah exactly yeah. for i think yeah. for mental issues you can't just say hey man relax a little exactly. <laughs> 
people say yeah right just cool down chill it will go uh-huh yeah, but, we usually you know uh, deal with such situation like yeah our friend we tell our friends you know that this is happening mm-hmm. okay let's go out you know enjoy ourselves it will be okay yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is how we usually dealt with such situations mm-hmm. and i think short term it might help but hmm you need to you know go and take out proper help yeah i'm not asking you to stop doing any of the things that you're currently doing either because that's also like surprising your body and brain by saying hey i'm going to do something differently today take your time <laughs> don't just stop going out with your friends one evening slowly like figure out what is important for you what do you need maybe going out with friends is what helps you in the first place also yeah 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 so keep doing what you love and then take help yes. you know simultaneously as well right yeah don't demonize yourself boss so you have to acknowledge your feelings right yeah it's okay if you're having you know such emotions or feelings yeah you know acknowledge them and make peace with them is that yes. what you're trying to say yeah i think that's also one of the buddhist way of doing doing dealing with it too it's not just letting letting go completely it's to understand it's okay to have these and then letting go after hmm. well thank you sir for you know taking out the time to be here with us today no worries and you know it was a very thought provoking and illuminating conversation mm-hmm. and you know and i think all of our listeners as well as you know both of us you know learned a lot of things mm-hmm. you know we get a chance to introspect ourselves as well mm-hmm. and you know we all you know uh, we all and our listeners you know can take back something from this uh, session mm. and uh, at last i would like to thank all of our listeners you know for tuning in and we will be back with more episodes and uh, we request all our listeners you know to stay healthy and stay safe